0: Welcome to this episode of CREBcast. CREBcast is a podcast created by the Real Estate Board for its members. Each episode will cover a variety of topics geared towards realtors. We'll talk about how the market is doing, provide board updates, and discuss other topics of importance to our members. I'm your host, Sarah Gilman, and I'm a communications advisor here at CREB. On today's episode, Krebs Communication Services Director Jason Ewell sits down with Homespace Communications Advisor Emily Campbell. Listen in as they discuss Homespace's latest project and how Krebs Legacy Grant is helping to make it a reality.
1: Okay, well, I'll start with the formal sort of uh, piece to it. So thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us on Krebscast, So, Krebscast is our, uh, our podcast, obviously, that we run and uh, use it as a way to reach to our members and communicate through a different communications lens with uh, the CREP membership and a wider cast of housing consumers too. Um, and so this is a great opportunity to meet with you representative from uh home space who's always who just recently partnered with, yeah. uh, through uh, capital investment in your organization and an upcoming, uh, project that you, you guys are about to undertake. So maybe just before we get into that, um, the sort of the, the real fun stuff, maybe um, let's talk, uh, start with an overview of HomeSpace. You know, what does your organization do? Uh, who do you serve in terms of your uh, your population and uh, or your clients and, and what's going on these days for your team?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So HomeSpace is essentially a real estate development company, but we're a nonprofit. And so what that means is like all the profits from rents. You know, all of the grants that we get goes into creating more affordable housing for Calgarians. Uh, so our main uh, you know, clients are people who are facing homelessness or at risk of facing homelessness. And so we're trying to increase Calgary's supply of affordable housing because we're way behind right now. Uh, as for projects that we're working on right now, uh, we are doing renovations on a lodging house, uh, style build in Forest Lawn. We also have a 45 unit family townhouse development that we're working on, uh, in Seaton, And of course, this big exciting project is Sierra Place, uh, which is a empty downtown office tower that we're going to convert into 82 units of affordable housing, plus another 10 units of uh, transitional housing and shelter space in partnership with the In From the Cold.
1: It hmm. sounds to me like uh, your organization is in lots of different pockets. I mean, obviously, Seton to the downtown core and this new project. Is there um, a reason why you've chosen to sort of approach it in different quadrants of the city like that? or? Um, Is it partnerships with other organizations, other nonprofit, you know, uh, community-based charities that are doing work that you're connecting with?
2: Yes and no. We believe that even when it comes to affordable housing, that people should have choice about where and how they live, which is why we kind of have a diversity of different projects that we're working on. You know, maybe people want to live in the suburbs in a townhouse just because, you know, they're low income doesn't mean that they shouldn't have that option. Just like, you know, the lodging house style that we have in Forest Lawn, some people need a lot of support uh, and that's what we can provide with food and supports in partnership with other, uh, you know, homeless sector organizations. And then Sierra Place kind of has a mix of all kinds of uh, units, be it, you know, a three bedroom large family unit, two bedroom units and studio apartments that can fill a lot of different needs. And so, yeah, sometimes we partner with uh, different organizations, you know, they'll come to us and say, we need 23 units of, um, you know, studio apartments for adults on the autism spectrum. You know, we really need some housing for them. And then sometimes we'll have something available or we'll put that on the list of things that we're interested in working on in the future. So different communities have different needs. You know, sometimes there's a need for youth housing. Sometimes there's a need for it. Uh, indigenous housing, you know, culturally appropriate indigenous housing. And so we uh, try to meet the needs that are the greatest in the communities that we're building in. And also it's opportunity, you know, sometimes the city will give us a plot of land mm-hmm. that we can build on. And, you know, we'll kind of use the research that's available and, uh, you know, build the most useful thing for that. Uh, appropriate mm-hmm. piece of land.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that sounds, uh, that sounds, uh, really consistent with the way that I know we're trying to tackle community. We talked a little bit about this before, but, um, you know, the idea of our granting programs being structured through our Credit Realtor Community Foundation around, uh, how do we tackle community need? You know, it's complex community need. I think that's kind of where you're going with, uh, how your organization is responding, certainly from the, um, From the funding side from the foundation side our grants are structured around creating new housing keeping people housed and improving housing quality we've structured it on purpose that way so that we can support organizations like yours uh to be able to address the complex needs within our community Um, and to that point i just wanted to you know shift down that path a little bit about understand a bit more from your perspective about affordable housing in calgary and a lot of uh Real estate on the resale housing market is focused on market-based housing, but obviously uh, your focus is around affordable housing mm-hmm. uh, for people who need it most. So maybe tell, tell us a little bit about the state of affordable housing in Calgary, if you can.
2: Oh, Calgary is way behind when it comes to affordable housing. If you look at other major Canadian cities, uh, we are short about 15,000 units of affordable housing so right now there's about 3,000 calgarians who are homeless and there are thousands more who are just one paycheck away from homelessness so it's a pretty dire situation in calgary there's a big need for affordable housing uh which is you know the need that we're trying to fill right now um but there's a lot of work to be done
1: yeah and i and and yeah that's kind of where I thought you might, uh, might go with some of the, the, the detail around, it. hence why uh, there is a focus on building new capital uh, projects that are going to you know, transition commercial space into residential home space for people. Um, no pun intended on the name of your organization. But <laughs> maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of um, uh, so I, I just want to keep going here that, you know, I know home space has done a considerable amount of research to understand community need. But maybe talk about the process. Uh, you mentioned this in one of your previous uh, uh, responses there, um, but talk about the process and assessment from your perspective around how you identify what the community need is. How do you wrap your, you know, your head around the information to make informed decisions that lead to practical solutions for people who need it most?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of research available um, and, and so it, we have to be flexible also, because needs change quite a lot. Uh, and here in Calgary, it's kind of a unique situation because, uh, yes, the vacancy rate is not as dire as it used to be during the boom period. But the problem is with COVID and the recent oil bust. Um, rents still haven't come down but people aren't making the same kind of money lots of people have lost their jobs you know so it's a unique situation to Calgary but we do have to work with our partners to see you know which people living on the streets need what and so that takes a lot of flexibility because there's so many diverse communities that have different needs and different needs for support and different wants you know when it comes to housing because people want to stay connected to their communities and that's uh, one of the biggest challenges when it comes to building affordable housing is like people who are homeless, you know, are still people who, you know, have desires rather than just a roof over their heads and four walls around them, but they want to be close to their friends and their family. And so we need to be quite flexible when we're looking at what the needs are, you know, what the stats are about who is falling into homelessness. Um but it's different with every mm-hmm. uh, nonprofit mm-hmm. organization that we work with. And how
1: do you prioritize it then? So you've got the information, you're, it sounds like you're kind of constantly trying to assess that and mm-hmm. understand you know, where is the most um, important need, yeah. lack of a better description, or you're tri- triaging sort of what the most important priorities sure. are. And then ultimately, is just about that? And then you identify sort of this is where we need to be as an organization to make the most impact mm-hmm. on people who who we
2: serve. That's definitely part of it. But it's also, you know, a practical uh, logistics, um, uh, you know, research that we're doing where it's like, what do we have available? You know, right now in Calgary, there's a big push to deal with this office vacancy issue, right? We are at unprecedented levels, unprecedented levels of office vacancy right now. And so there is... Uh, you know, a push from City Hall to address the issue, which means that there's opportunity for us to make something out of, uh, you know, what is kind of a crappy situation for the city, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yes, we have these office vacancies. And so that's how we are trying to answer what the needs are on the street, right? So it's kind of like taking lemons, making lemonade out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got this C-class office building that's kind of lousy office space, but actually makes for pretty good, uh, housing Mm. because the floor plates are, uh, you know, shallow enough that we can have windows (laughs) in all the Mm. rooms of, uh, the units that we're Mm. building. Everybody wants windows in their apartment buildings. And so what's lousy office space actually makes for pretty good housing space. Mm. And so, like, was this ideal for the needs that Calgary has right now? We're going to make the best of it.
1: Yeah, no, that's really, really well said. And I, you wouldn't think of those kind of nuances uh, in a commercial space that, you know, the structure may actually be quite adaptable to mm-hmm. residential. And what an interesting way to make use of that, uh, that vacant space. I, one of the things I, I know about your organization is that your vision is a home for everyone in our community. Mm-hmm. Um And so I just, uh, I wanted to, you talked about Sierra Place, the new project that um, the Realtor Community Foundation is helping to uh, support. Um, How does Sierra uh, Place, sorry, how does Sierra Place fit with Home Space's vision, Um, a a home
2: for everyone in the community? Oh, this is such an exciting project uh, and a really high profile project also. um, Because again, you know, we're taking, lemons, we're making lemonade out of them. Um, This building is right along the C-train line, which makes access to amenities for different families really easy. And it solves another issue of this office vacancy by bringing families into the downtown core, creating a bit more vitality. Um, And we were also approached by in from the cold who is in a building right now that's falling apart. Mm -hmm. And so they said, Hey, like we need to do headquarters. And so a couple of those floors are going to be, you know, office space and shelter space for families. So it's going to be lots of kids running around, you know, lots of families who are just on the verge of homelessness Mm -hmm. that in from the cold Mm -hmm. is helping. And so they're going to have a few floors and then. Above that is going to be uh, permanent supportive housing. And so it's different units, two, three bedroom units and studio apartments mm-hmm. that different organizations are going to come and provide supports for the people who live there mm-hmm. um, and so it's going to be, you know, a diverse community uh, that's made in this building. And what's really neat is on the bottom floor. Not only are we going to have, you know, different services that help people who are facing homelessness, we're also going to have coffee shop where residents can work and get work experience. Mm-hmm. And so it just becomes like this beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, diverse. Uh, multi-faceted approach to helping lift people out of poverty and into stability, so that they can, you know, mm-hmm. improve their lives.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds sounds pretty amazing. I, you know, I uh, and I like the idea too that you're servicing a couple different needs there. It's obviously not just a project. The home space will um, be able to serve uh, traditional. Your, sort of clients through that but also in from the cold an organization that we know actually through our foundation to funded them in our last uh, cycle Um, and so that's great to hear that they're also going to be in a better position as a result of that uh, that transition so why this project though you mentioned earlier too that the the vacancy rates are high in downtown calgary what is it about uh, and you mentioned this so maybe we're kind of double dipping on this but what about what is it about this space? Um, and that area of the city is the C train. Those th- are those yeah. kind of the sort of linchpin things you're looking for. Certainly.
2: And we yeah. looked at a few different buildings, right. To see what would best suit our needs. Uh, and what's great about this building is the whole thing's available, right. It's completely empty right now. So we don't have to kick anybody out or deal with any messiness when it comes to, you know, gutting it and uh, fixing it up. You know, the, again, the uh, uh, floor plate was shallow enough that it makes for a pretty decent uh residential apartment building again it's right on the C train line it gives people access to all of these different uh, amenities and services that they might need to get back on their feet um and it's big enough that not only can we have you know family shelter space but also you know we can have older adults on one of the floors we can have you know indigenous adults on one of the floors we can have people with developmental delays um take another floor and so we kind of you know go floor by floor and try to provide uh you know what our different organizations are calling for and like who they have that says we're ready for housing Mm -hmm. and we have people to fill those Mm -hmm. units
1: yeah i know i'm just uh the uh the space is very uh neat too and i you know i just say to the listeners uh, on the podcast too that if you're driving by that space downtown that um you know check it out it's really interesting because you've got the green space across the street there's something about that spot that actually feels uh, like it's, it's kind of homey, you know, it's kind of got that vibe to it. I can see how you're, you're going to retrofit the space mm-hmm. and make it something that people can function and live uh, comfortably in
2: that area. So and don't get me wrong. It's not beautiful right now. It looks like a drab office building, but by the time we're done with it, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah,
1: totally. And I, and that's what I mean is I can, you can sort of visualize, you know, there's like, you know, when you go into the house, you got to squint a little bit yeah. to see the, the vision, but it's there, I think. Uh, with This place and that green space across the street. Um, I know you guys are in the early stages in terms of the retrofit of the building. In fact, I don't think you've actually started the retrofit just yet. Is that right? Or are you already underway with some work?
2: We started on the top floors doing some demolition, just okay. so we can kind of get an idea of what we're working
1: with. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and then but the actual uh, campaign and the work will kick in full gear as we move into fall. Is that kind of the, That's right. the goal? Okay, good. Um, and then just maybe, so we have some perspective, this is a big project and, you know, I know it's a huge project for uh, your team and, and beyond to take on. And so maybe just if you can talk about, even as you're anticipating going through this process, mm-hmm. what are some of the hurdles that you, you, you think about with this kind of project? Obviously, the funding is part of it, mm-hmm. but m- m- maybe there's some other
2: things you're thinking about, too. It's a tough one. I will tell you that, Jason. It's uh, quite a challenge. Uh, the biggest challenge being the cost. You know, it's quite expensive to retrofit a building. And I've done the math and we're looking at about 12% more expensive than it would be to build from the ground up. But there are also some pluses to doing this, right? Because there's not that much empty lots in downtown Calgary. And downtown Calgary is where we need the vitality right now. And so it's more environmentally friendly to use, you know, the building that already exists. And there's a push from the city, which helps us because they're willing to invest in kind of using this as a demo project to show that, hey, maybe this is possible. And that we can, you know, enliven downtown Calgary again Mm -hmm. by recycling these old buildings to fit a need Mm -hmm. for the city.
1: Do you guys work with, I know that the city's kind of deeply involved in this too at this point maybe that's the wrong way of describing I'm not sure but I'm just wondering about like urban planning too because you kind of mentioned you know creating a more vibrant downtown core I'm thinking about yeah like you know we're this move to want to densify the downtown core revitalize the east uh, Mm -hmm. village that's been uh, ongoing and I just you know do you as part of this do you have an opportunity to talk to people who are involved in urban planning for the city or are you, is this something you guys are doing independent of the city? Is
2: a um, collaboration
1: happening there? With
2: I mean, we're taking care of most of the logistics, I mm. would say, but let me not downplay the city's investment in this. They gave us $5.5 million mm-hmm. to get this project off the ground, so we are definitely partnered with the city on this. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and so appreciate the support, not only from the city, but also donors like you know, the Calgary real estate board who is helping us, you know, do this experiment and hopes that it will help transform downtown.
1: Yeah. Well, I, and I think, you know, for, for uh, our current members who are listening to this podcast and that I think what they'll um, be excited about it, beyond all of the amazing things that are going to take place as a result of this is the fact that they're such a great fit, I think, with, uh, you know, the, the, the real estate and uh, work that happens in the industry around the resale housing market. This is a, a building that already exists that is being retrofitted um, uh, from the existing supply of, um, mm-hmm. of options out there. And so I think that's a really interesting fit for, um,
2: for realtors. Well, another challenge, of course, is going to be the retrofit. Right. Because we have to gut it and like think Mm. of all the plumbing and the electrical work Mm -hmm. and the fiber optics that are going to have to go in, like all of the differences between, you know, a residential apartment building and an office building. Thank goodness we have Mm -hmm. great architects with Gibbs Gage because, you know, I don't envy their job right Mm -hmm. now having to deal with all of that. No
1: kidding um and so then when you think of that uh project and you, think, you know longer term what is su- what is a successful conversion of sierra place look like you know if you can try to kind of paint a picture what mm-hmm. is the end um sort of goal obviously the construction of that building and seeing people there but maybe talk a bit about that vision from your perspective mm-hmm.
2: i mean just to picture the building it's going to go from like dark black slate uh you know office building to like a beautiful kind of colorful very interesting like textured um, homey feeling apartment building. We want people to feel at home here. And so you can picture lots of activity in, you know, the main floor where there's going to be all these services and this coffee shop and that's not just open to our residents, right? That's uh, to invite everybody into this space. And then like you go up to the second floor and it's a saving grace this shelter space for people who are just about to fall into homelessness, you know, with their children. And then we've got, you know, office space for in from the cold. And then you go up the buildings and it's a residential apartment building that serves all kinds of, you know, diverse people, but with supports that they might need in order to, you know, turn that permanent supportive housing into a turning point in their lives to lift them out of poverty, you know, because we run on a housing first, um approach when it comes to homelessness, mm-hmm. and we really believe that the first and most important thing is to get people off of the streets, mm-hmm. right and into housing and use that as a platform uh, from which they can transform their lives. Because once you have housing, you can start to deal with employment. You can start to deal with your mental health issues. you can start to deal with your addiction issues. Right. But the first step and this, you know, has been proven to be quite effective is to get people safe. So that's Mm -hmm. what success success looks like for us is like using this as a platform Mm -hmm. to transform, you know, lots of Calgarians lives. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. No, I, that's, I like that you described the building too. And I was trying to visualize that as your, talking about the look of it. So that's that's kind of neat to think from that side. I also think about the housing first and I'm glad you mentioned that too because I know that uh, that was a shift in thinking some time ago um, in Calgary in mm-hmm. terms of how we provide housing for people who who need it most. And rather than you know moving through that kind of continuum of care, people having to access support services before they find permanent housing, now the, the thinking seems to have shifted to let's get people housed and provide them with that base level of need and then let's you know supplement that with support services that allow them to stay permanently housed and that seems to be a philosophical shift Mm -hmm. that organizations like yours have
2: have adopted well it's hard to fix your life when you're not safe at night you know and you're not sleeping in somewhere that you feel safe and you don't have access to you know personal hygiene like these are really basic needs that need to be fulfilled before you can start digging into the deeper issues that, you know, got people into the place of homelessness to begin with.
1: Yeah. Great. Can you, um, can you see, you know, Calgary moving toward more projects like this one, um, affordable housing or market-based housing solutions that incorporate commercial real estate?
2: We hope so. We hope that this project is going to prove that this is possible. You know, it can be done and the city is ready to support, you know, other landlords who are interested in converting their buildings into something that, you know, the city really needs, which Mm -hmm. is more Mm -hmm. housing and the more affordable, the better. Yeah,
1: well said. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to cover today that we haven't maybe touched on yet? Yes. Opportunity for you to... (laughs)
2: <laughs> can Here, I can I do some plugging? Some plugging, <laughs> yeah,
1: plug our listeners, go for yeah. it.
2: So, uh, you know, like the Calgary Real Estate Board um, you know, invested in this project, uh, come the fall, we're launching a big fundraiser called Project Thrive uh, and we would so appreciate if listeners uh, you know would take an interest and maybe make a donation because there's a few more million dollars that we need uh, in order to make this project happen uh, and I think it could be really transformative for the city uh, if it is a success. Great
1: and also social media too I assume uh, you know our listeners could jump on social media and keep oh. an eye out this fall as Campaign launches, they'll start to see it more publicly. they be able to like and share and maybe create some traction for you on that front
2: too. Yep. You can follow the Homespace Society on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram too. It's a pretty fun Instagram. And we're going to be posting updates uh, as the construction goes on. Uh, so we've got some really exciting things coming down the tube. We've got, you know, like a video that we're going to be able to show people the inside and they'll be able to see the transformation as it. Mm-hmm goes along so please follow us on social media it's going to be a really exciting year yeah really looking forward to it and just again on behalf
1: of Crab Realtor Community Foundation I want to say we wish you the best of luck we're going to be uh, uh, touching base obviously as we go through the project and keeping uh, a close eye on it we we wish you the best of luck as our uh, 2021 legacy grant recipient
0: thank you so
2: much
1: thank you
0: HomeSpace's latest project, which was made possible, thanks in part to a grant from the Kreb Realtor Community Foundation, is located in downtown Calgary at the corner of 7th Avenue and 6th Street Southwest. The project is expected to be complete by the fall of 2022 and will include 82 units with a mix of one, two, and three bedroom units for approximately 180 Calgarians. For more information on HomeSpace, visit their website, at homespace.org. And be sure to stay tuned to hear more exciting news from the CREB Realtor Community Foundation, including updates on the 2021 Community and Transformation Grants. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for the podcast. Make sure you keep an eye on CREB Talk for our next episode.